Welcome back to The Zero Podcast, where we talk about lifting, coaching, and more. You can learn more about Zero by going to www.zero.com.au. That's Zero with a W. We are also proudly sponsored by Establishment Coffee. Head to establishmentcoffee.com.au. Use the code 025 for 25% off and free shipping. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. That's what all the cool kids say. And if you're on Spotify, hit that five-star review. We love it. Enjoy the show now. All right, fine. <coughs> We're back. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> you don't need to intro it now. We've already done a sick intro. It only took about 400 takes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That was the best. If it looks like I'm crying on the YouTubes. It's because I've just been laughing. You know so what? Hard. I can't wait till next time you guys have to get it behind a camera and I get to sit there and watch you fuck up every single line. I do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just reminds me of when we used to film, me, you, and Daniel. And it was the worst. Yes. It was so good. That was bad as well because we were using that mic and I had it on like full pickup and then like a crow would go off or a car would drive <laughs> past and I get really angry. I still remember like we'd all be laughing for like half an hour and yeah. you'd be like, all right, now time to be serious. I was like, what? <laughs> and then we go again just through the same thing. Oh, it was painful. But it was fun. COVID times. Very fun. All right. Welcome back <clears throat> to the potty, Meg and Bridget. Thank you. You guys were absent last week because we had the, the lads fill in. Mm. Boys. Mm. What have you been up to, Meg? Uh, well, I've been doing a lot of filming this week. I'm filming some exercises, footage for an app that I'm working on. Um, what else have I been doing? Just preparing for the new year. I have a couple of things I want to do with work and coaching now that we're in 2024. Nice. And surviving. Well, that's actually putting it really dramatically. We lost <laughs> power for about three days, Christmas day until like maybe the 28th, the Thursday. That's not too bad, actually. Yeah, it's not too bad. Mm. Um, Gam's, Gam's family, who live just up the road from us, didn't get their power back until late last week. Oh, my goodness. Mm. So that's that's horrific. Are there still places without power, like Mount Tambourine? And yeah. I would assume yeah. so. I think Tambourine's still... They said today. I remember they said the 10th of January. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, it was when it, all the Gold Coast should be uh, turned back on. That's so long. Mm. Yeah, for those who don't know, Gold Coast got hit by a tornado on Christmas Day in the evening. Like a proper tornado. Sounds crazy when you say it out loud. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really weird to look at like the footage of the destruction or photos or whatever because the trees are both ways. Yeah. Mm. Like in hurricanes, they're blown one way. Yeah. Uh, but everything was just everywhere. Just a mess. Mm. Yeah. What have you been up to, Bridget? Me, I've been doing lots of stuff. I've been training a lot. Uh, I have started a new coaching page, Gidge underscore zero. So jump on Instagram and give me a follow. I would really appreciate it. Five stars. Yes. And um, yeah, I've been back from holidays for about a week. I had 10 days off work and that was, yeah, that was really nice, really relaxing, but I'm happy to be here and yeah, keen to get back into it. Very nice. Mm. James, what have you been up to? Um, <coughs> I s- Did I say last week on the podcast, I'm doing a... A little wee challenge. Yeah. How's yeah. that going? It's good. Look, I've looked at it differently now. I'm not trying to challenge myself. <laughs> I'm trying to... Uh, create new habits. I'm trying uh, to create change mm, instead. Okay. Instead of looking at it as a challenge. What is it? I'm doing 75 hard. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so it's two workouts a day, two 45-minute workouts a day. I include walking my dog. 
uh, as one of the workouts. Mm-hmm. But then other times I'll do jiu-jitsu and lift. Mm. Um, so that one's easy. I do that one every day. The drinking a gallon of water, I drink a gallon of liquids every day. It's a bit like, um, what's it, subtly difficult, right? Because you have to cut out sugar or something. Is that right? Yeah, well, for the past nine days, all I've eaten is fruit and meat. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's like a car- I'm. I'm just doing like a carnivore-esque kind of thing. It's called the superhuman diet. <laughs> mm. So it's just like, uh, you know, eggs, cheese, uh, fruit, fruit, avocado, meat. Yeah. What, what are you cutting meat. out? Processed stuff? Yeah. So I haven't had like any, uh, I haven't had anything for nine well, days. Hang on. <laughs> There's been processed stuff. Like, oh, chorizo. Chorizo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Sorry. That's, oh, not, yeah, that's yeah. the wrong word. Uh, mm. Like it sounds like there's not a lot of carbs, like grains. Yeah, no, none. Okay. Mm. Mm. So we'll see how... I actually feel good. Yeah. Mm. Um, And then what else is in the challenge? There is... You've got to take a progress photo every day. Is Um, it no caffeine? Nah. Mm. I I wouldn't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Read 10 pages of a book Mm. every day. Follow diet. No cheap meals or alcohol. Drink one gallon of water. Um, So I've been reading... The Alchemist. The Alchemist. Oh, yep. That's a cool book, eh? I don't know it. I don't mm. like I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah I'm actually engaged with it. I was like, oh, fuck, this is actually really cool. Nice. So I found myself reading a couple more than 10 pages mm. uh, every night. So that's really cool. So that's what I'm doing. Uh, staying strong so far, day nine. Doing good. Doing great. Mm. Nice. Is 10 pages front and back? Like that's one? Nah. Nah. <laughs> so it's five pages. <laughs> Why not? Because well, the pages are numbered and it's not the same number, Frank. Yeah, yeah all right. Yeah. <laughs> Meg's trying to throw me off point, already. Meg. That's a good point. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, this book doesn't have any double-sided pages. Oh, really? No, no. I'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I'm doing that. Nice. The the nutritionist, the scientist in me cringes every time I hear someone say they're cutting out sugar. Mm. So what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. Like when you guys hear that, what do you think? Well, if you took it literally, you'd cut out fruit and everything. everything. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but there's sugars the sugar in meat. The sugar in meat, yeah, mm. exactly. And your body processes things into sugar even if you don't eat carbohydrate. What I think it is for the people that say that are just – uh, you know, they don't have any real, real understanding of training and nutrition. So they think that's the first thing they need to do. They're like, ah, oh, sugar's the worst thing. It and I, like, it, sorry to cut you off. It does make a lot of logical sense and it does work for a lot of people because people associate like sugary drinks mm. with sugar or mm, and chocolate the, and know, junk yeah, food and all that. Junk stuff. sort of food yeah. with, with sugar. It's just the terminology that bothers me. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's horrible terminology. You'd rather hear them say, I'm going to cut out the foods that I correlate with. Sugar, such as highly palatable. No, foods. I'd rather hear them not open their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, you're just cutting out the foods that have caused you to have a <laughs> poor relationship with uh, nutrition mm. and health. Yeah, nice. but um, yeah, but I think. Do you think that at the end of it, because like cutting out anything completely can be extreme, that you'll go like from one end to the other. Like mm. I haven't had cake in seventy five days, and it's going to feel. Yeah, <laughs> Bridget's like not even that. <laughs> Super extreme, very extreme. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I'm, I need to I need to change my eating habits. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this is perfect. Yeah. But I'm not gonna eat like this forever. It's dumb. Mm. Like, who doesn't like a Wait, sandwich? So or then, resets. what habit are you changing? Uh, I'd say my binge eating. Okay. So I'll eat really good, like ninety percent of the time, mm. and then ten percent of the time, it's like, oh sweet, there's like we've said. Oh, there's chocolate there. I should have one row of chocolate. 
Hell no, I'm having the whole thing. Mm. Mm. Oh, I got a bag of chips. Like I saw you put up a post on Instagram and you got bags of chips in your cupboard like folded up. Mm. I don't know how that you do that. The only ones that will ever be folded up is like sometimes we'll buy like the giant Costco bags. Yeah, they're yeah. like really Yeah, okay. Messy. Yeah, true. But um, I could talk about this forever. We should probably save it for another day, but I really could talk about it forever. Like the um, excess consumption of anything I mm. never actually think is about food. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I think it's like a way that we conceal dealing with other feelings well, and it's coping. Well, mine's bored. Like I only do it late at night. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I don't ever. Uh, sounds silly, like, but I actually don't eat like uh, really eat junk food at any other time of the day. Mm. Just late night watching TV. Is it cravings or is it more like it's such a habit of mine? It's like um. I think it's an addiction. Like you have a taste and it's like. Bam! Mm. I need to eat more of that. Yeah. And then after that, it's like, you idiot. <laughs> you did not need to eat more of that. <laughs> I don't know. Does this sound like an eating disorder? It probably is a little bit, but like, it's just me being completely honest. You know how some people are like, oh, nah, it's because I train hard. And I, yeah, it's like, nah, mine's, I think mine's an addiction. It's like, sweet, I've already, uh, you know, had the whole day I've trained, I've gone to jujitsu, I've eaten. I was like, oh, now what can I have? I mean, mm. I don't think any of us can diagnose you, but. A lot of us deal with little things like that, like behaviours that probably point to something mm. we should work like on. Like rewarding behaviour. Mm. That's one yeah. thing. Yeah, it's like yeah. I remember, you know, it's like, ah, oh, yes, I've done this. Now what can I have? Mm. It's like, why do I need to reward myself? Yeah, I understand that. Mm. I, th- I think a lot of people maybe who have very um, demanding jobs perhaps that aren't very flexible I think they reward themselves with like maybe alcohol at the end of the yeah. day, which well, I've never been able to relate to, but I know it's a common thing in Australia. Well, I know in the past when I've worked like shitty jobs, like my most exciting part of the day was getting a coffee or getting food out. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like that little dopamine hit yeah, that you're chasing because yeah, yeah. your day sucks so bad. Because it breaks it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's why lots of, uh, yeah. So, you know, when I've worked those shitty jobs, it's like that was the best time of the day. Mm. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. Mm. What have you been up to, Tom, bro? Just toiling away. Just working. Nice. Yeah, lots of things in the pipeline. We're getting uh, getting New Zealand ready to go. Wales is kicking along, getting Sunshine Coast ready to go. I'm um, going to head over to China again in a few weeks. Uh, we've got a, a big big round of combo racks with the new changes coming, so going to go do some quality control and look over things. And, uh, yeah, just plan for a, a big 24. Pretty nice. Much. Will you be hanging with the same people in China that you were last time? Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Yes, and I'll be having cheese coffee every day. Nice. Yes. We made the mistake last time of like this weird cheese coffee when you translated it. It was like the highlight coffee at every coffee shop. And we're like, cheese coffee sounds weird. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. I need to try this cheese coffee. And it was amazing. So I'm going to have it every day. Has um has your mum given him like recommendations? Not really. Not really? I think Thomas is more Chinese than the both of us. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. All right. What are we grateful for, Meg? Electricity. Because <laughs> going three days without it, because we lost signal too. That was hard. Um, yeah. So I'm grateful for that. Nice. Yes. And realize how much you re- rely on it. There's always a, like boxing day is, you know, a little bit hot, a little bit bored. It's like, oh, why don't we just go inside and watch a movie? No, we can't. (laughs) No electricity. We'll just turn on the aircon. It's a bit hot. We can't. We're on the fan. I can't. (laughs) Yeah. Were you guys just in the pool? 
No, because no. we'd been hit by a tornado. The pool, oh, the oh, pool looked like the pool was like green like soup. Oh my gosh, it was oh, so man. bad. If it wasn't for my mum living nearby and us staying with her, I just don't know how I would have coped. I Fuck, it would have been such a miserable Christmas period for so many people. Eh? So many people. Well, think of Caro. Mm. Yeah. Their whole house got destroyed. Mm. That's yeah. fucked. So one of our members, Caro, her house got hit by lightning and it ripped off an antenna and pulled the roof off with it. So uh, it was lightning that did it. That's what they suspect, wow. yeah. So the force of the lightning doing whatever it did to that antenna, which was acting as a lightning rod, just pulled it off and pulled the roof up with it and then it just caved in. Uh, so thoughts and prayers to Caro and her oh family. Gosh. Mm. Living it up on the Sunshine Coast. Yeah. She yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Cheers>, insurance. <laughs> no, it's it's the the inconvenience of having to deal with all that stuff. So like we had a big branch go through our roof. Uh, and when I say go through the roof, I put a hole in the roof. Um, and so then, you know, that week after we had that massive crazy downpour for like two days, mm. water was just pouring through the ceiling. Uh, so just the inconvenience of having to deal with that stuff. So yeah. inconvenient. Yeah. It's like at our house because my housemates are away in the Philippines. Mm. And then while they've been gone, the house has been leaking like mm. real bad. Oh. The fucking numbers on our mailbox fell off. So they're going to get back and be like, what happened to the house? Yeah. What have you done? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bridget, what are you grateful for? Um, mine was the same, but like kind of the, the opposite. I'm grateful that I live in such a secure apartment and I didn't lose electricity and I didn't have to worry about any of that. Because I was out Christmas Day and Barry was home by himself and we were a little bit stressed out, but we got back and he was okay. So, Barry. yeah, little Barry. Barry's my cat, <laughs> anyone that doesn't know. Mm. He's yeah. a little person <laughs> I keep inside my wardrobe. <laughs> Imaginary friend. Oh, yeah, I just I just realised my pooch is downstairs. Oh, pooch. Oh, someone go rescue him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'll go get him. I'll come back. Yeah. Oh. Um, I am grateful for... <laughs> He's easy to miss. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what am I grateful for? I am very grateful for uh, holidays, being able to work jobs where you get holidays. I don't, you know, like annual leave is only like a really a thing in Australia and New Zealand. Really? Mm. Really? Sure. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I mean, I honestly don't have. I wouldn't I, know. It's it's definitely a thing in the UK. Oh, okay. So in the UK, yeah, um, it definitely works a lot different. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, like places like America, they don't get like paid time off. Yeah. So sick pay is very different in the UK. Mm-hmm. So here it's like mandatory sick pay that builds up. Like if you're part-time there, sick pay, uh, the employer can nominate whether or not you get it. And there's caps on how much you can get. And so once you go past a certain, well, uh, I can't remember how it works. It's just not as good as it is here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like in New Zealand and Australia, it's head and shoulders above the rest. Mm. Yep. Like it's, uh, for people like us, it's pretty, you know, you see in America, you see, not just America, but you know, you see places like they lose their job and all of a sudden their life falls completely yeah. to bits. Like we don't really have that, uh, that problem here. Yeah. Well, America's worse because like your job often is your health insurance too. Mm-hmm. So if you get sick and then you lose your job, you're, that's it. That's how a lot of people get done for. It's sad. Very sad. Very sad. All right. Have you got any more uh, Oh, quotes? I am grateful for... Oh, sorry, Tyler. <laughs> Fuck, I always do that. And don't judge me. I'm grateful for toilet paper. And nice. I'm saying this because, I don't know, I was just reminiscing the other day about, I like, I've got tons of toilet paper in the car because I went to Costco the other day. Uh, just reminiscing about <laughs> COVID. And I remember lining up at a Coles and, like, sort of, like, 
shoving people out of the way in this like mad stampede to go to the one pallet of toilet paper. Oh god. Wasn't it stupid? <laughs> you know so Australia dumb. started that and then it just like went oh. all around the world. Went global. It's so weird. Why is that the first thing you think yeah, of? Yeah. Because they could have picked any item and that would have been the item that people went crazy for. Like yeah. what if why wasn't it pasta? I, Everyone get pasta. Mm. I'm sorry, but it's definitely an old people thing. Yeah. I don't know. I was uh, I people watch, right? And I was watching a few old people stockpiling things and I was like, I bet I bet this person was sitting around having tea with their friends and was like, I've got so much toilet paper at home. <laughs> we are set for this lockdown. Be like, you're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So true. No, I'm sure it was like I'm not being ageist. I'm sure everyone hoarded toilet paper. I'm surprised, so surprised that when things came back online that we didn't have massive like incidences of people stealing toilet paper from here. Well, I think it went down faster than usual, mm. but I'm, I don't remember ever coming in and being like, where's all our toilet paper? Yeah. And I thought we would. Yeah, that's true. I remember that as well. Um, oh, like during COVID, I remember yeah, thinking yeah. that like, what the fuck? How come no one's stealing our toilet paper? Uh, all right. My I quote is, I need a quote. The magic you're looking for in life is found in the work you're avoiding. Ooh. Mm. Yep. Thanks, Carlo. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah, it's from Carlo from Establishment Coffee. Nice. I like that. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but you know Carlo's lost 20 kilos since he started training? He's mm-hmm. looking so good. Mm. Yeah, he looks amazing. Yeah. Um, mine is, I've had a few clients coming up to me and they've been like feeling guilty about um, overindulging over Christmas. And I heard this one online and it is what you eat between Christmas and New Year is not as important as what you eat between New Year and Christmas. Mm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Nice. Facts. It yeah. is big facts. We're going to talk yeah. about that later actually. Okay. Mm. Did um, you see that topic? I did. Mm. Yes. My quote is let go or be dragged. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Mm. I like that one. Mine is he who has hope has everything. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Ooh, I like this. <laughs> Top of the Google search. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first topic we're going to talk about today is... Nah, I'm derailing this. All right, go on. The last, last time I, I listened to our podcast back, mm-hmm. and I was listening to one the other day about coaching, and I was talking about how weird it was to go up to the desk and say 500 when Theo did his deadlift. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been thinking about this a lot. You know when some when you're bowling with someone and they get a strike or you get a strike and you have to turn around mm. and you're like, you get that like kind of, I've got a strike face on me. <laughs> this happens in coaching. Mm. And it's it's weird to either be on the, the giving or receiving end of it to be like, how do I act <laughs> when I go up to the table <laughs> and put in a number that I know is going to win or I know is going to be crazy? Like, yeah, 500. <laughs> and what's the face that I need to make when I turn around? Like, how do, how do I not act smug? And you can't. You just, no matter what you do in those situations, you're smug. I know what you said. You would have gone up and gone, huh, I know you would have never heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm overly polite to table people because I s- hate sitting at the table here and having people come up and be like, 42.5. <laughs> how about 42.5, please? <laughs> 500 that is wild were they like what yeah no but like you now that i've said this every coach listening is not going to be able to not experience this Mm. when you go to the table and give your number and you have to kind of walk away you're gonna be like what do i do (laughs) 
<laughs> you know you what I'm talking did about? You do, did you do the Conor McGregor walk when you <laughs> <had> off? <laughs> but like, I can imagine CJ being like real smug when he gets a strike at bowling. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a little bit of a pip in his stick. Ah, I can just imagine it. Because, you know, no one can see your face and then you turn around. It's like the great reveal. <laughs> anyway. Uh, this is what happens inside a autistic person's head. <laughs> no, I know, what you, I know what you're saying. It's like when you get a, uh, like, TJ, you know, when like basketball players and they just look at the ground uh, when they get like an award or something and the whole time they're just staring at the ground because they don't want to look at anyone. I think it's like that. I don't know. All right. First things first. So the first topic is... It's kind of uh, carrying off the back of what we were just talking about before, Meg. Uh, reasons why your holiday is making you feel worse than good. Making you feel worse than good. Do you good. know what I mean? How many people have you seen come back and they're like, oh, no, nah, I just want to be back in routine. Uh, I just want to start eating. Well, that's eating. your answer oh. right there. They're completely out of routine. They're probably mm. eating things that they don't normally eat. Consuming more alcohol. I know I did and I came back feeling terrible. Mm. Did you? I enjoyed myself. No, I came back feeling awful. Mm. Can we yeah. maybe take uh, alcohol out of the equation and save it for like the second bit or something? Because mm. sometimes I feel like that actually has a physical impact on you. But let's mm. just say like overconsumption of calories or mm. maybe less training and what that yeah, does. Different sleep schedule. Different sleep schedule, yeah. stuff like that. That's like an everyday thing that does to your routine. Um this is just my opinion, but I think the more you build suspense leading up to a holiday or a festive period or something and create a bigger contrast between your routine and then that festive period, the worse it'll be. Mm. So if you actually, like the month, like November, say, leading up to Christmas, weren't dieting down to get shredded for Christmas, you'll probably enjoy yourself a lot more mm-hmm. yeah. than if you did. Yeah. Restrict yourself to that point and then jumped into Christmas and then use that as a reason to just eat everything in sight and just eat everything you've been missing. So what I'm hearing is that from this period now, all the way to Christmas, I should be eating heaps to practice for Christmas. <laughs> no. Gotcha. I'm with you. No. <laughs> That's not what I mean. No, no, no. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> like the more restrictive you are in all senses of it, the more you allow yourself to let go when you've got the opportunity to let go. Yeah, and then it creates a little bit of anxiety around allowing yourself to enjoy going away on holiday. A hundred percent. I used to think of that like uh, I'd go to meet up with my friends from like Newcastle so we don't get to see each other all the time. We'd get together, stay in like an Airbnb or hotel. We'd party, have fun for like three or four days and I'd have the best time, you know, something I looked so forward to. And then I'd come back feeling shitty. I'm like... Oh, all I did was eat shit. It's like, why did I feel like that? I was on holiday. I was meant yeah. to enjoy myself. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I don't I don't really do that anymore. I, I'm a little bit better at detaching myself from that now. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so like this holiday period, I think I trained, I trained like five times in, in December um, and I had KFC way too many times and drunk way too many beers and whatnot. Um, but I just thoroughly enjoyed it the entire time. I didn't really ever feel bad because mm. it was like, ah, yeah. it is what it is. Some people just aren't capable of doing that detachment part though. Yeah. I don't know where the influence comes from, where they lead, lead themselves to believe that you should feel guilty for eating a bit differently or training a bit differently at certain periods of the year. Mm. I, I think it's like reason hunting as well. You get to the end of it, you feel like shit. You're like, what's the reason for this? You go back and you're like, I ate like this. I slept like this. So you blame that thing. You attack, attach a negative to emotion to it and then you look for that every time. Uh, and the problem is, is that humans inherently... Uh, have far more positive than negative reward systems. Uh, so, you know, if we 
if James has a long period of drinking and he's like, I'm never going to drink again in my life. And he means it in that moment within six months, he's like just remembering the good times he had while he's drinking. So next time he's faced with the opportunity to drink heaps, he's like, Oh yeah, this will be fun. Mm. We forget the, the negative and we remember the positive and cling to that, which is a good thing to have for sure. Uh, but if you're constantly hunting for why you feel shit, you're going to find it. And then you blame that thing. And again, attach negative emotion and then, spiral into thinking you're a piece of shit which just isn't true like james just said you're meant to enjoy periods like that mm. and you can't change the fact that it happened like if you're not feeling great after that festive period and you're like oh it's because i did all this like great it happened done now you need to focus on okay what do i need to do to get back into routine mm. like what you mentioned before like i think you just enjoyed yourself it was just i did it was oh, just I had being a great hung time. over yeah but that's you know that's just I feel like that just comes with a... That's one of the costs. Yeah, absolutely. No, I had a great you, time while I was on holiday. Mm. It was fantastic. But Do it again. I have... Uh, one thing I have enjoyed is getting back and... Like, I really enjoy establishing a routine again. It's like, nice. Definitely. It's like, sweet. Mm-hmm. And once you string a few days together, it's like, oh, mad. Like, it's like I never left kind of thing. That explains so much. <laughs> that's why every six weeks you're stringing together a routine again it's because you, you enjoy it so much <laughs> had so much practice uh, yeah, yeah I'm good at it I'm good at it I'm good at uh, starting new routines I find this topic hard to relate to though because I'm an athlete I just uh. yeah, I stayed the course baby but you actually do though <laughs> no I didn't I like uh, I like terribly over the Christmas period but did you enjoy yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. you really didn't though I did I, f- I find the alcohol part really hard to relate to um, because I don't personally drink, but I also think that some people don't n- want to drink as much as they might end up doing, but there's a lot of social pressure to maybe do more than what they're yes. comfortable with. Yes. And I just would never succumb to that pressure, mm. I guess, you know? Yeah, that's fair. There's definitely a lot more social pressure around that than food. Mm. Mm, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's just December. You know, you're wrapping up the year. Because I don't even find myself just like uh, not even with people. It's like a Sunday night. It's like, oh, I feel like a beer. I want mm. a beer. <laughs> you know, watch the sunset, have a wine, have a beer. Mm. I don't know. It's just something I enjoy. It's nice. Mm. Mm. In moderation. Open, crack mm. open a cold one. Yeah. <laughs> tins and code. Yeah, tins and code. That's good. Still don't know what that means. <laughs> but I can't, have, mean? I can't have a beer until March 19th, so. Uh, 75 days. Mm. Mm. What Fair. day are you on, James? Day n- day 10. Oh, you're doing, like you did from Jan 1 or Jan 2? Yeah, so uh, day w- Jan 1, I still had rice, I think. On January I w- 1st. Or that was New Year's Day. We had KFC. Oh, KFC. <laughs> so Jan. Rice, KFC. <laughs> they all blend into one. No, no. So when I started it, day one when I started it, I had, uh, I had rice because I wasn't sure what diet I was. Mm. I was like, oh, I'm just going to track macros. But sure. I was like, no, I want to do something. Real random and different. Yeah. So that's, I kind of cheated on the first day. That's all right. Mm. That's okay. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> so we can understand that obviously it's just a, you're doing things far out of the norm from your daily schedule or daily routine, whatever it is. Is there ways that, what do you guys think you can do to fix this and make you feel a little bit better or make you enjoy your holidays? Are we just talking about like festive periods? Like, are we specifically talking about? Christmas? Well, no, I Any just thought about holiday? Yeah, I just thought about mm. holiday in general. Like I get bit when you guys were overseas, like you guys were like same thing. You guys would have been like, fuck, it's good to be back. Like it's good to eat my yeah, food. Yeah, because well what I was gonna dogs. what I was gonna say is like 
traveling versus holiday at home is a bit different in that sense because mm-hmm. traveling i feel like the way the way i travel anyway should be exhausting mm-hmm. should be doing stuff and it's different if you're the kind of person who goes to like fiji and lays by the beach and reads a book uh but yeah i think going overseas carting bags around the place going to different places doing tours walking around uh it, it is very out of routine and it is very exhausting you know that classic line oh i need a holiday for my holiday mm. uh yeah I, I think uh i don't know it's part of traveling for me I, I like that part of traveling i like being exhausted at the end of it and wanting to come home uh means i've had a good trip yeah um but to feel maybe less shame or guilt around not doing four days training per week something i tell my clients a lot is if you train uh, week to week, 52 weeks in a year, and you do four sessions, it's like over 200 sessions a year. So if you go on holiday and you, you're lucky enough to have the opportunity to do so, like a couple of weeks a year, that's really not that many things. Mm. So you may as well spend the energy trying to rework your brain to enjoy it. <laughs> You've got yeah. plenty of time to do it leading up yeah. to the holiday, you know? That's, mm. that's what I would say. I, I tell you what I struggle with personally sometimes. You know, obviously last year and probably the last few years besides the COVID years, I've traveled quite a bit and a lot of the travel hasn't been exploring a holiday. And so it's, it is quite hard to try and keep routine and keep good food and keep training in foreign places. That, that bit can be a bit tiring and a bit hard sometimes. Uh, but my attitude when I'm actually traveling somewhere is, you know, if there's something that looks yum, I'm not going to get it at home. I got to try it. However, nothing's worse than when you're like, I have to try this thing. You know, it's going to be delicious. And then it's not that good. Mm. And you're like, not only am I disappointed, the exchange rate sucks. So this croissant cost me $6 million. (laughs) And I just ate fucking 4,000 shitty calories. And now I feel terrible. Well, so what do you want? So besides uh, like body composition aside and everything else, What's the most common thing you hear from Palette if they've gone on holidays for two weeks and they come back? Oh, they think they've lost strength. Strength gains. I feel yeah. so weak. Mm. It's like, why do you need to feel strong today? Like, what? Why do you need to be strong today? Do you know? Mm. Does this make sense? Well, it's yeah. more, more than that. It's kind of like really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you went and did nothing and didn't train and ate terribly and didn't sleep and a jet lagged and you don't feel strong? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it's quite hard for. Uh, some people to comprehend it is but during those periods like now that i'm training again and obviously i'm weaker but i'm like i'm just trying to enjoy the exercises that i'm doing mm. rather yes. than thinking about the load that i'm doing it's like ah just enjoy this it's but, good to be back but mm. it's exactly like meg's quote about you know the was it your quote the time between christmas and new year's Bridget. bridges quote the time between christmas and new year's versus the time between new year's and christmas it's a training maturity thing right mm. when you're not that mature in your training Anytime you don't feel strong, you freak out that you're going backwards. Just like if you're not mature in your diet and exercise and body composition, anytime the scales go up 100 grams and trying to lose weight, you think you're going backwards. So being able to zoom out and be like, there are times, periods, days, weeks, sometimes months, where there's a lull in performance or strength, but overall, over time, I'm getting stronger. That's okay. The hard thing is, is like I can say that to you, but until you experience it and see it, which takes weeks months years uh it might be hard to believe Mm, yeah um if someone's newer to 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 training in general it'll fall on deaf ears saying it's okay like over time you'll come to accept not feeling strong all the time Mm. 
because it doesn't really land the same way. Mm. For sure. Mm. For sure. All right. Um, I want to do a powerlifting one here. So I just want to know what everyone, what you guys think powerlifters especially should focus on in 2024. What's your biggest piece of advice for powerlifters this year? Maybe something that you've learned or picked up on in your own training or coaching. Not everyone at once. It's <laughs> <laughs> Don't ignore injuries. Don't try and train <laughs> through injuries. Speaking from personal experience. <laughs> Where has this come from? Yeah, Just, yeah personal experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would the advice be then? How do you not ignore an injury? Um, spend a little bit more time training things from a rehab perspective instead of just trying to lift as much as you can, accessories included, not just on SBD. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's what I was doing when I stopped doing SBD because I was injured. I started pushing other exercises harder and it was all about lifting as much as I could on those exercises because I missed lifting heavy on SBD instead of focusing on holding the correct positions, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's what a lot of people do is like you get hurt, you do something else because you can't do the thing that causes the pain, but mm. you never do anything to address what was causing the pain mm-hmm. in the first place. Mm. I'm not saying that that's what you did specifically, but a lot of people do this. It's like I hurt my back, can't squat and deadlift anymore. Going to go ham on leg machines, going to go ham on upper body. Back's feeling a bit better now. Let's go back to doing squat and deadlift with the same technique, the same programming, the same everything that caused wherever the injury came from in the first place, find themselves injured again in mm. six months' time. And they mm. get, get stuck in that cycle. So when you say that idea of rehab, I think it's really important for people to hear, not only is rehab collaborating with a professional who knows how to prescribe that stuff, but also uh, a deep dive into a self-assessment of why did this go wrong in the first place? Yeah. What is it that I need to change about what I'm currently doing to make sure it doesn't happen again? If you don't know how to do that, talk to us. We'll help you out. Um, my one is going to be, I had to think about a couple. My one's going to be focus on your sleep and recovery. Mm. Because if there's three elements to powerlifting that are important, so training, nutrition, and then recovery, the one that usually gets neglected the most is sleep and recovery. Yes. I find. What's, uh, when you say recovery, what does that like en- encompass? Uh, it, mm, like overtraining could mm-hmm. be one. I know it's not applicable to everybody, but there's that. Um, what else? Recovery. Uh, adequate sleep. Stress management, too. Um, yeah. Do you want to ask I'm going to put under... Have you seen those, like, reels of, like, pro athletes recovering this? Yeah, you spoke about this the other week. I did, Like, eh? doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just relaxing. Mm, relaxing. That's what recovery should be, eh? Mm. Just relaxing instead of going for, I'm going to go do a 5K recovery run, oh, yeah. followed by 10 minutes ice bath, followed by red light therapy. It's like, man, that day was stressful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you really reset for the week? Or you just... It would feel like your week's just continuing. It's the same thing with business stuff. Like athletic pursuits and business are very similar. People get obsessed with the idea of productivity Mm. and they never stop and define what productive is. So if me doing six hours, me spending six hours playing PlayStation straight, not thinking about work, not looking at work, makes me work better the next day, that's productive. It's a time spent productively. Uh, And so people think that productive has to be working towards the goal and not assessing what doing nothing is contributing towards the goal. And so exactly, that's the perfect example of like athletes doing nothing and chilling out. It's like that is productive. 
That is recovery. Um, one thing I think powerlifters should try do better in twenty twenty four is like what you said, Meg, but just trying to be a little bit more consistent. Uh, just a little bit of consistency across, you know, all three pillars: sleep, nutrition, training. Yeah. You know, if you can be consistent uh, across all three, not perfect, but just consistent, you're uh, you're obviously just working close to achieving your goals. Yeah. Your strength training goals. Mm. And again, it's the same thing as we were just talking about before with the travel stuff. It's like consistency involves you zooming out and being not just consistent for one session or one week, but for the year. And so if you miss a few training sessions, like 98%, uh, sorry, 100% effort for 50% of the time or 100% consistency for 50% of the time is still worse than 80% consistency. Mm. I know that sounds weird, but you know what I'm saying. 100%. Mm-hmm. I look at, uh, I'm going to use myself as an example here. Um, anything I'm into, I'm, I get really good at uh, getting to that like intermediate level or yeah. anything like that. But I never really get the long-term results that I desire mm. because I'm just not consistent enough. The hard thing with that is that to, for most things, you can get to a pretty decent level with a, a minimal time consistent uh, with a minimal time commitment to really get good at something you have to turn off other things in your life mm-hmm. mm. if you want to be the best at something if you want to really push for something certain aspects of other areas of your life have to go down in the priority list uh, and not everyone's willing or able to do that mm. yeah that's a good point for sure my my biggest uh, advice for powerlifters in 2024, I mean, it's especially poignant for lifters in Australia, but it's it, it applies all over the world. It's just take a bit more thought for yourself. Like, uh, try and critically think about programming, technique. Try and use your brain a little bit. Ask questions. Really... When, when someone justifies something, whether you're watching it on Instagram or YouTube or your coach tells you or whatever, this isn't about being a, a prick and, you know, clapping back at everything everyone says, but going into your head and being like, what does this actually mean? Does that definition, does that statement make sense? If it doesn't, how can I make sense of it? And if we're talking about powerlifters specifically, I mean this for federation stuff as well. Like Australia is the perfect model of the terrible, terrible, terrible leadership spreading, spreading rumors and lies about everyone else and then people just believing it. Like Wilkes did that, Sean Muir did that and that's what made powerlifting federations in Australia crumble like PA and APU did. And so this year, don't just take people's word for it. Look at things yourself. Talk to the lifters, talk to your peers, make a, make a critical assessment. Don't just be trusting of authority. Uh, I know that sounds very conspiracist now, but uh, yeah, L- look into things yourself and make your own education educated decision. If someone's saying, "Oh no, that fits shit," don't compete there. Don't just believe them. Go have a look. Make it, make up your own mind, uh, because other, most people talking about other things don't have all the information or don't have any information at all. They've just like been told by someone else who also doesn't know what they're talking about. Mm. Uh, I think that'll serve you really well wherever you are. The fact of the matter is that powerlifting is cool. Powerlifting is cool in pretty much every federation. Uh, There's good people in pretty much every federation. Uh, You get to decide where you end up. And for most people, it's it's not a death sentence. You know, sorry, it's not a life sentence. 
If you don't like where you are, you can change it. Don't complain about it. Don't stay there. Just move on. There are options. It's a great thing about powerlifting. There are plenty of options. Uh, so that's my advice for powerlifters in 2024. Nice. Um, I just thought about this just then. There's not many uh, hobbyist sports that uh, restrict you to a federation other than powerlifting. Do you know what I mean? So, like, if you're a boxer, you can compete in multiple federations. Can you really? Yeah. I, I thought boxing was... No, nah, so that's I why you boxing was similar to powerlifting. No, nah, so that's why you'll see uh, people. CJ, you might be able to correct me if I'm wrong, but that's why you see uh, fighters. You know, he's the WBFO champ, the WBF, the WBO champ, the WBF. WBF. Yeah, <laughs> but they've got they're champions of uh, multiple different organizations. Oh, um, so yeah, I think that's a, that's the weird thing about powerlifting, like because APL. Uh, it's uh, you can compete anywhere if you're a member of APL. Yeah, well, I wouldn't even say it's a weird thing about powerlifting. It's a it's a purely IPF thing, and mm. honestly, uh, IPF has always been really good about it. It's it's more being Australian federations been really bad about it. Oh, really? Yeah. The that said, the fourteen point nine or whatever the clause is in the bylaws, uh, they have changed a few times over the last few years. So now it is more restrictive than ever. Uh, but historically, it's been really open. Oh wow! Which is why I could always go to New Zealand and coach. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just very much an Australian thing for a long time. Uh, now I know for a fact it's a, it's a little bit more difficult, but um, yeah, it's, that's not even a powerlifting thing. It's just an IPF thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just look at every other sport that managed to grow, uh, you know, larger than its capacity that it's currently at. It's because they don't have those kind of restrictions. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you can think of that, because I can't think of any other sports. Mm. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about other sports and how they work, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, I had one more thing, but I don't know if it's really a, I don't know. You guys can just answer it. What is you, it? It's how to optimize your sleep for performance. Sleep more? Mm. <laughs> how find do you a, sleep more? I find a routine, a bedtime routine and turn all devices off. They say like 45 minutes before you planning to go to sleep. Something about the blue light keeps you awake. Opposite. Blue light filter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Less caffeine throughout mm, the day. Yeah. Mine's have a boyfriend who goes to bed at 8.30. <laughs> who is he? <laughs> because I used Talk to go to bed life. at like midnight and then I kind of just got forced into this new sleep routine and I have never trained better. <laughs> I love that. So much resistance because I'm such a night owl, but it really makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. When I was running, I was going to bed at like 7. Wow. Yeah. Before, some some nights before 7, like 6.30. Oh, oh some God. nights in my house, everyone's in bed at 6.30. Oh, my goodness. It's the dream. Yeah, so start running. No, 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 don't do that. <laughs> That's the dream. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak for all the people that don't really buy into the general sleep advice uh, because it's, it's true. I mean, it's, it's all well and good to say, you know, put light filters on your phones, turn off the lights in the house because – Light affects circadian rhythms and circadian rhythms are important for like naturally engage, uh, naturally producing melatonin and putting you to sleep and all that sort of stuff. So darkness is important for sure. Uh, but a lot of people just can't do that. Like a lot of people, think of someone who genuinely feels unsafe at home unless lights are on. Like you got to empathize with that, right? Uh, or someone with, with children, the children need the lights on. You got to empathize with that. Uh, so... Screen time is, a, is another thing. Don't watch TV before bed. Why not? Lots of people fall asleep with the TV on or need the TV on to fall asleep. There's nothing wrong with that. Or read a book before bed. If you told me to read a book before bed, no thanks. 
I don't read. And I certainly don't read before bed. So I'm not going to do that. So the best thing when it comes to encouraging, and this is a note for like the, cl- the coaches out there who deal with people with poor sleep routines, your job isn't to tell them how to go to sleep. Your job is to help them understand that sleep should be a a priority if they want to reach their goals of performance and then sort of help them find ways in their own lives that they can prioritize sleep. And that'll be different for everyone, whether it is going to bed earlier, setting a bedtime alarm instead of a morning alarm, whether it is something to do with light, uh, whether it is to do with something with changing routine, but the person has to see it as a priority for it to be able to change. They're not just going to magically start doing stuff because it won't fit into their routine. They have to make it a priority. And then once it's a priority, they'll be able to find actionable steps that they can change. And the other thing we need to stress for people is like, yeah, optimal sleep is going to be seven to nine hours for seen to nine hours for performance for people like powerlifters, right? Not everyone can physically achieve that. You know, again, whether it's there's children involved or shift work or whatever it is. So our goal should be always to improve, you know, take a step towards better quality. You don't have to go from four hours to nine hours. But if you can go from four hours to four and a half, from four and a half to five, that's what we're looking for. Like a steady improvement to where you need to be to hit the kind of goals that you want to achieve. What do you guys, where do you find, uh, what's the perfect amount of sleep for you? Or what would you ideally like to have every night? Eight, eight hours is eight to eight thirty, eight to eight and a half is ideal for me. What about you, Meg? Same thing? Yeah, about the same. What about you, Gidge? Eight, but I get that and more sometimes and I still feel tired, so <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, if I have six hours, I feel good. Yeah. If I can get six. Yeah, and it's contrast, right? You spent so long getting two. Mm. So getting two? S- that would have been a good night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, let's say on a good night you're getting two. Getting six is triple the amount. Mm. Like lit- literally triple the amount. It's a big difference. And that's what people need to understand. You know, people who say, I operate fine on f- three to four hours a night. No, you don't. You've just adapted to feeling terrible all the time. You don't know what good and normal feels like anymore. Mm. Mm. All right. Should we wrap this up shortly? Quiz. All right. I've got a quiz. All right, Bridget. Because you know all the answers. Am I not allowed to do the quiz? No, you are. But the first question I'm going to ask these guys first. Okay. And then you can try answer it. Okay. All right. First question is, who was the founder of Springfield? This is a Simpsons quiz for anyone. Wondering. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Simpsons <laughs> quiz. Yeah. I don't actually know. Um, the guy with the cup. <laughs> the guy with the cup? No, is that's Mo. About Chief Wiggum? <laughs> no. That's um, Mo filling up a beer. With a ha- Furry yeah. hat. Yeah, with the raccoon skin hat. Oh, yeah. That's right. Do you want me to give you his initials? Yeah. yeah. J.S. Jebediah. Yes. Jebediah Springfield. Jebediah Springfield. Yes. There you go. Nice. Nice. All right. The next one is, this is an easy one. This is open to everyone. I want his full name though. Ooh. Who owns the power plant? Charles Montgomery Burns. Oh, yes. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> All right. Smithers by his side. Yes. Wayland Smithers. Excellent. All right. You know, this one. The, the, the computer and it's like, you're quite good at turning. Turning me, me on. on. All right. This is for everyone. How old is Bart today? Oh. Like today? Mm. Isn't he always 11? 
no, no, no. I mean, like, if he aged. If he aged, he would be like 44. If he was 90. Yeah, 44. 1992 was season one, wasn't it? Nope. I thought it was 88, so maybe like 40, 48. That would be 46. 48, 46. So it was 89 the first episode. Oh, oh same as so me. Mm. So 47? 10 yeah. years older than you. Yeah, 44. Yeah. 44. So you got it right. Yeah. How crazy that Bart would be 44 today. Marge and Homer would be in their 60s. Ooh. And Maggie would be the same age as Thomas. Yeah, oh. Far out. Yeah. Maggie. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty crazy, eh? Wow. Yeah. The longevity of The Simpsons, eh? Is, yeah. it, is it still going or is it finished? It, I think it is still going, but it's terrible now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is it actually they terrible to, or you can still to, watch no, it? They just try to like, there's too much happening all at once. And Homer's not like stupid funny anymore. He's just really obnoxious and annoying. <laughs> yeah. mm. And they try to put too much pop culture in it, I think. Uh. Uh. You know when you watch The Simpsons as an adult? Uh, Homer's, Homer's an a fucking, he's a horrible I thought he was husband so and funny. dad. Eh? <laughs> so, I feel so bad for Marge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Free Marge. Um, <laughs> all right. What is... Bridget, I'm going to... You can't answer this one. Okay. Uh, what is Apu's last name and where does he work? The Hasapinum of Padalon. Yes. He works at the Quickie Mart. Nice. nice. <laughs> and who, who needs the Quickie Mart? Who needs it? Mm. Everyone? I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that song? <laughs> who needs the... the oh. <laughs> Yeah, and he's, he's, and he's all he's sad. Crying, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. How good is The Simpsons? Nice. All right. Not you either, Bridget? All right. Uh, no, actually, anyone? No, it's fine. Let them let them do it. All right. Yeah, let the plebs do it. <laughs> what is Homer's favorite beer? Duff. Oh, it's so easy. All right. And what is the name of that beer's character? Duff Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> give me a chance. <laughs> 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 All right, I got another question. What uh, restaurant? Name a restaurant from The Simpsons. Um, Uncle Mo's Family Feedback. <laughs> Anything else? What's Uncle Mo's? Is that when he trans- he, turn, turns, he turns, turns the, the bar, bar into a restaurant? What's the seafood restaurant? The all you can eat one. Ah, uh, Homer gets kicked out of. Yeah, it's like Captain's something. Yeah, I can't remember. The like neon sign is like the fish. Yeah, is it oh. something fry? Maybe. I can't remember. I don't know. I like That's how everyone one. knows. Like no one's, no one. Uh, the Simpsons isn't anyone's favorite thing, but everyone knows everything about yeah. the Simpsons. <laughs> Our <laughs> generation, at least. Our yeah. generation. Yeah. yeah. All right. I don't know if this is a little bit. Uh, corny or a little bit weird is there anything you guys are leaving behind in 2023 you know how people say that i'm leaving behind toxic energy <laughs> like, you know how people say that kind of stuff that shit's corny my strength <laughs> <laughs> the remaining cartilage in my head <laughs> yeah i'm hoping to leave injuries behind in 23 that's not going to happen but you know that would be what i'd like yeah, to happen plenty of stuff can we present it next week? You sure can. Yeah, let's I'll think, think about I'll it. I'll think of like maybe a couple, like two or three. Mm. It's funny how I was just said that one. Everyone here is always very injured. <laughs> Not always, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Always a few niggles. All right, that's us. Thanks, fam. See ya. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.